I am so thankful for the Word of God. And, uh, there's nothing that we could ever do to deserve the goodness of the Lord. Uh, and let me tell you something. There's nothing we've ever done to deserve to have a completed uh, copy of the Word of God. And we don't believe that it's just a, verge, uh, a version. We don't believe that it's just another translation. We believe it to be God's infallible, inerrant, without spot or wrinkle or blemish, Word of God. And uh, I love the Bible this morning. I'm glad that we can hold it in our hands and we can hold it in our hearts. And uh, boy, I, I sure have been fed this week. This is a very familiar story. And if y'all know me, you know I'm not a holiday preacher. In other words, I don't always preach on the resurrection on Easter. And I don't always preach on Palm Sunday on Palm Sunday. I don't always preach in the month of December about the birth of Christ. Sometimes I do, but not always. Uh, but this falls in line today with what uh, the Lord um, has put on my heart with what we're, we're dealing with and it being the Sunday before Easter. Uh, but I'm going to put a little different uh, spin on it maybe this morning. And uh, this is what God's been feeding my soul with this week. And so I want to try to feed yours and give you what He's given me, all right? Mark chapter number 11, let's begin reading in verse number 1. Mark chapter number 11 and verse number 1, if you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, And when they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethage of, of, and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and saith unto them, Go your way unto the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a colt tied, whereon never man sat. Loose him, and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met. And they loosed him, and certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosen the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him. And he sat upon him, and many spread their garments in the way. And others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. If the Lord will help me this morning, I want to preach on... Uh, a very simple thought and really a revised thought. Uh, I've dealt with this subject before, but God's given me some other things. And this is what's on my heart. And I want to preach on this thought. May we carry Christ. May we carry Christ. Would you please pray with me and pray for me this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, we do thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. God, to be in your house one more time. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that it is to stand to preach the blessed Word of God. Lord, I can't do it without your help. 
God, I don't want to try. Lord, please give me unction and power. Lord, give me the anointing from Almighty God. Lord, touch my mind and my mouth. But Lord, most of all, Lord, touch this message that God, it would help somebody that's sitting in this room at this time, at this time, Lord, and God that needs to hear this word from you. Please, Lord, help us this morning to that end. And for what you do, we'll carefully thank you and praise you and glorify your lovely name. Do it one more time in Jesus' name and for his sake. And all God's people said, Amen and uh, Amen. I preached here before in Mark chapter number 11 uh, on the same thought. May we carry Christ or may we carry Jesus, you could say. Uh, but my friend, I want to say this morning that I, I, I struggle with this. I thought, well, there's some in the church that's heard me preach on this thought and uh, they're going to think I ain't studying. And I fought my flesh and uh, the Lord reminded me, He said, when you go to the doctor and they give you an antibiotic and it says to take it uh, one pill or two pills for five or ten days you don't just take one and quit you go back and you take it over and over and over again and so I want to revisit this passage and give you a few new things that God has given me uh, may I say quickly this morning by way of introduction it is here in uh, Mark's gospel that we find the Lord Jesus is in dire need of a donkey. I don't know about y'all, but may I say this morning, it blows my mind that God would have need of anything but let alone a nasty old humpback donkey. Are you with me this morning? My friend, I begin to study and I begin to do some research. Now listen to me. I begin to think about this donkey in particular. My friend, and here's what I found out. Did you know donkeys are uh, natively we read it in our text they are natively uh, environmentally if you will uh, desert animal uh, we look we think of donkeys as something a farmer uh, has out in his field and that's true and uh, we think of a, of a donkey somewhere out pulling a plow and that's true but donkeys originated up from the desert they're a desert animal uh, they're from stay with me now this morning uh, they're occupants of a dry and a desert land. Uh, uh, my friend, I begin to think about donkeys and here's what I uh, come up with. You begin to think about the looks of a donkey. Uh, you know what you'll find out about a donkey? Uh, them jokers are ugly. Uh, my friend, donkeys got big old ears. How many of y'all know uh, that donkeys ears about that long? Amen. Uh, I mean big old ugly ears and uh, my friend, they got big old eyes. Their eyes look like baseballs. I mean ugly fellers. Uh, big ears and big eyes. And uh, my friend, they, they, they've, got, they've got big old feet uh, and big old hooves on them. I mean they're big and ugly. Look like me. Uh, big and ugly. Uh, if you was to look out on a farm and uh, out there was some kind of horse. Now I ain't a horse man. Uh, but some of y'all know types of horses. I'm just going to say good looking ones. Uh, you was to look out there and there's a good looking horse. Uh, and in the 
same field there's a bunch of jackasses and donkeys you'd look out there and if you had to pick to take a picture with one of them you'd pick the you'd pick the horse I mean uh, them old donkeys and uh, them, them ugly things all they do is roam around big short fat ugly I mean broad shoulder long face sound just like a Baptist to me hey man goes right there uh, my friend uh, uh, you know what they're out there doing while the horses are swatting the flies off their rear end and looking majestic uh, and eating the hay they're out there uh, standing up pawing the fence down going I mean that's the whole time uh, what good is an old donkey I begin to think about these donkeys uh, and I begin to think what I found what the Bible says uh, uh, the Bible said here it is now in a dry and a desert place uh, here's an animal uh, out in the middle of nowhere uh, where there's no hardly no substance there's no form of life necessarily uh, but you know what the Bible reminded me of uh, uh, we'll read it again but over in Job you know what the Bible says uh, uh, it says that we when we were born uh, were born as the wild ass the coat and the fall of the wild ass uh, uh, the Bible connects us uh, my friend to having the nature of an old donkey boy the Holy Ghost came by this week and reminded me uh, uh, that I too dwell in a desert land uh, I'm not much to look at. I don't have much sense. Uh, what little bit of noise I can make sounds like a hee-haw. Uh, but ain't you glad in a desert place uh, God had need of you. Uh, hey, listen right here. This ought to help somebody. And in the middle of a desert place tied up by the door, He gave you ears to hear. And He gave you eyes to see. Uh, he gave you feet to walk uh, in the steps that are ordered by the Lord. Uh, I'm trying to tell you this morning uh, all we are is a spiritualized donkey. Uh, but my friend, uh, uh, this donkey uh, had the greatest load on his back uh, of all of his life. Uh, when the Lord Jesus said, I've got a need uh, for that jackass down yonder, I'm going to sit on his back uh, and he's going to carry me. And people, when they look at us, won't notice him because they'll see me. Donkeys ain't favored very much. Why you reckon he didn't pick like the kings? You know the kings, what they'd have had, don't you? They'd had chariots and horses. <laughs> He'd come in before the cross on a little old donkey, but he ain't coming back on one. And I tell you this morning, we ain't much, but that's exactly what God intended it to be. You don't know why God, why we are nothing but an old donkey this morning. So when people look, there's nothing majestic about us. There's no glory to be found in us. There's very few compliments that can be placed on us. I need somebody to help me this morning. My friend, we ain't nothing but a but a dirt, a ball of dirt and filth and the muck and the mire of this old world that God has breathed eternal life down in our soul. Uh, but if we can do one thing, uh, my friend, we can carry uh, the Christ of the cross. Uh, we can carry the message uh, that Jesus saves. Uh, we can still carry the message uh, that the blood has been applied uh, and the blood still cleanses men uh, from all sins. May we 
Jesus. Amen. This donkey is very important, even though it's not looked at and valued as being important. Jesus had a need for this donkey. Can I say I'm glad Jesus isn't interested in being big time. Yeah. We got too many big timers. Amen. If if your if your aim and goal in serving God is to get some kind of glory or form a name or reputation for yourself, neighbor, right. my friend, you'll go down as Solomon said in vanity of vanities uh, and vanity of vanities. Uh, but my friend, if you'll look out and say, you know what, I remember the day uh, that I was tied up. Uh, I remember the day, friend, when I was not useful uh, to, to anybody or anything. Uh, uh, you remember what the Bible said over in Philemon uh, uh, when he was writing that letter? Uh, my friend Paul uh, uh, was writing that letter and, uh, uh, to back to Philemon and he said, before I understand, this old slave was unprofitable before, uh, but now he can be profitable. Uh, can I say when we was tied up in our sin uh, and we was bound and bound up and bowed over when we were down alone uh, in a desert place, uh, there was a Absolutely no purpose for you. Did you know a donkey is born with the intent God made them things uh, to be under a load? Uh, can I tell you, uh, my friend, sometimes we feel like the load's too heavy and the, and the burden's too big. Uh, but Job said we're just an old foal. Uh, and I asked, we were born to be under a burden. We were born to carry a load. God brings life to this donkey simply so he can carry a load but I like this you know what he said in Matthew 11 don't you verse 28 I believe it is come to me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me are you with me Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden. Who's sitting on the donkey? I've got four or five places I'm bound to determined to get to today. This is new stuff the Lord's given me. I want to give you. Can I say the reason God saved you and gave you life was to carry the burden? By the way, don't take this and run with it. But it is a burden to be a carrier of Christ. Now you know what I'm saying right there. I'm not saying that it's hard and woe is me. I ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a load in this old sinful world. Uh, you better know if you're going to live for the cause of Christ and you're going to carry Christ everywhere you go, it's going to be a burden. Uh, not that He's a burden, but the work, the load that we've got on our backs, uh, uh, the pressure uh, that we've got on our shoulders uh, uh, to try to win our loved ones and win our enemies and win our, our co-workers and win our uh, win our our family and our friends. Uh, my friend, that's a burden. Uh, my friend in itself. Uh, uh, but ain't somebody glad. Uh, uh, all we've got to do is look over our shoulder and we can see who's running this thing. Uh, the donkey did not lead Jesus. Uh, but Jesus led the donkey. I say hallelujah that God would pick me and you to carry him anywhere for his glory. May we carry Christ. Oh my. Jesus stood in need and in want of something nobody else would have. Ain't nobody wanted that donkey. That's why it's tied up. 
Somebody else wanted that donkey, they'd have had it. Nobody else wanted that donkey. That's why it's tied up. But yet our Lord looks out across the plains of that old desert and seen that one that nobody else had a need for, that everybody else had neglected and forgot about. Can I say I remember the day, hallelujah, when the Lord saw me. He could have done much better, but hey, neighbor, can I say when he seen me, he had a need. Can I say as a seven-year-old boy, when God God seen me lost on my way to hell. He also seen today. He also seen that I would stand here and tell all you people about Him. And you've got a purpose too. He's got a need for you too. We're all carriers of Christ this morning. May I say, you can go back and read Mark chapter number 2, verses 15 through 17. You know what you'll find? He came for the outcast. He came for the drunk, the whoremonger, the bound, the bruised, and the broken. Thank God He came for me and you. Can I say God's not looking for a celebrity? This morning, God needs somebody to carry Him. This thing ain't a show. I about had it with Hollywood holiness. Are you with me? I about had it with Hollywood holiness where everybody, instead of being just an old donkey, a carrier of Jesus Christ, they think they're a celebrity. Hey, neighbor, if ever human being being on the planet got what they deserved. Uh, we'd ever want be in hell this morning. But thank God if all I can ever do is carry the message uh, of the Lord Jesus. What a great task. Uh, I've been dealt. Hallelujah. That God would look out and see an old donkey like me and ask me to carry him to anybody or anywhere. Can I say this morning? So many people, they struggle with this. Well, I'm just not worthy enough. Come on now. I'm just not brave or I'm not strong enough. Looky here, that signs, my God, it rings true. Yeah. It's not about you. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's good. God didn't ask you to be. If He wanted you to be in your eyes as good as so-and-so, He'd have made you to be as good as so-and-so. Amen. In your eyes. I just can't sing. God don't want you to sing. Why don't you just accept that? Come on, so I'm not being mean. I just thank God some people don't know they can't sing and they still sing. And I understand it's make a joyful noise. It might be joyful to the Lord, but it ain't always joyful to us. Amen. Are you with me? I just, I, you know, I'm not a preacher. Praise the Lord. Amen. Not everybody's supposed to be one. Amen. And it ain't near as easy as you, as you think it might be. I just I ain't got much to offer. Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He don't want you to have much to offer if you don't have many talents. That's okay. Because at the end of the day, from one donkey to another, we've really got one job. That's it, man. And you don't have to be a good preacher. And you don't have to be a good singer. And you don't have to be able to play an instrument. And you don't have to have a Sunday school class. And you don't have to hold a position in the church. I have to get under the load every single morning and say, God, if nothing else comes from this day, let me carry you. Let somebody see you in me and on me. Instead of noticing me, the old donkey, God, May they see you on me. 
Everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. That's the, that's the message of Christianity. To show people Jesus Christ. That's, that's all this old donkey's doing. And that's all we need to do. Quit worrying about what you can or cannot give and just get busy telling the world and being a Christian and letting the world see Christ is on you. By the way, there's some people that's got Christ in them, but He ain't on them. Amen. They don't see Jesus because that donkey wakes up instead of trying to just be a donkey. They're trying to be something they're not. You can put lipstick on donkey, it's still a donkey. Amen. You ever met them people they think so highly of themselves, but they're the only one that thinks that way about them. That's the people that want all the attention on them. They've got Christ in them, but He's not on them. Because if Christ is on you, people see more of Him than they do you. Amen. You might as well get a songbook, sing a hymn, say amen, throw your flip-flop, do something, because I'm telling it right. Amen. There's a whole lot of born-again Christians out there. Eight people don't have no idea they're Christians. Why? Because He ain't on them. When He's on you, they ain't going to be talking about the donkey. They're going to be talking about who's on the donkey. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm trying to tell you, we've got a job, and it's to carry Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, can I say this? Uh, we need a move of God in our day. How many of y'all would agree with me right there? We need a move of God in our day, and it won't come through by the religious crowd, and it won't come through concerts and motivational speakers. Uh, my friend, it'll only come through Christians uh, uh, that, are, that are crawling back to Calvary and carrying Christ. Uh, uh, my friend I want to remind you exactly word for word uh, what Job said Job 11 12 uh, he said for vain man would be wise uh, though man be born like a wild ass's colt uh, that's exactly how we are when we're born isn't it amazing that this donkey he's riding is the colt of a wild ass he said literally this is what me and you are we're the donkey. Yes. Come on, somebody. We're the donkey. He's chose us. He's chose us to carry Christ. Can I give a few reasons why we ought to carry him? Number one, we should carry him because of his desire. Listen here. This is something the Lord's added to this. God saw you. Yeah. Why should you carry him? Because he had a desire for you. But within that desire, he saw you. Yeah. Y'all okay with uh, with turning in your turning in your Bible a little bit? Y'all okay for that? <laughs> with that? All right. Let's see here. Let's go, uh, let's go to Zechariah. Hold your place there. We're going to come back. But let's go to Zechariah chapter number nine. That's right, just a couple books to your left. Zechariah chapter 9. Hold your place there in Mark. Zechariah chapter number 9. I'm going to show you all something. Boy, the Lord's sure spoke to my heart this week about this donkey. Why we ought to carry him. We ought to carry him because he had a desire for us. You know what he said in Mark's gospel, don't you? 
He told them disciples, go get him. I've got need of him. He had a desire for him. Isn't it amazing that God had a desire for you? Yes. He wanted you. Why did he want you? He seen you and wanted you. Are y'all with me? Come on, somebody. I mean, Presbyterian shout right there. He seen you and he still wanted you. Look in Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 9. This is prophetic. This is the prophet Zechariah. He said, are you there? Say amen. 9-9. Nine, nine. He said, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation lowly. Look here. And riding upon an ass and upon the colt, the foal of an ass. Can I say, listen to me, 500 years, you can read the timeline, uh, you can do the math from Zechariah's uh, uh, prophetic statement right here to Mark chapter number 11. It's 500 years. Uh, and Zechariah, 500 years before this donkey's ever even birthed onto the planet, said, my Lord said uh, there's coming a day where he's going to ride an old fall of a coat uh, called a fall. Uh, my friend is going to get on the back uh, of an old donkey and he's going to ride into Jerusalem uh, right before he goes to Calvary. I'm trying to tell you God seen that donkey and still had a desire and need of him. 500 years before the donkey's ever born. Preachers are preaching that he's going to get on the donkey. Come on now. But I've never preached this because I've never noticed this. It's not recorded in Mark's gospel, but it's recorded in Zechariah's prophecy. Look at verse 9 again. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just, having salvation lowly, and riding upon an ass, comma, and upon the colt, right. the foal of an ass. Exactly right. You know what this means? It's not recorded in Mark's gospel. But prophetically speaking, you know what he does? 500 years before getting on that donkey, he looks out. Not only does he see the foal, the coal, the foal of an ass, but he sees its mama. This is what the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Don't say nothing about daddy donkey. It just says there's a mama donkey and the baby donkey. And God said right there is your single mother that nobody else ever wanted. They said she was washed up. My God, I'm about to, y'all ain't going to get with me. I'm going to throw something. Right there is old mama. And listen. You know how that colt, that foal of an ass got rode? How did God get on that child? First he got on mama. Help me somebody. I'm trying to tell you this morning, mamas and daddies, if we'll be carriers of Christ, uh, you can rest your head on your pillow at night. Uh, if God's on you, uh, I believe with all my heart, he'll get on them babies. Uh, my friend, if they, if them boys and girls uh, see mama and daddy packing Jesus uh, and carrying Jesus, uh, they're going to see something uh, in their mama and daddy. Everybody else ain't got. Uh, and before long, uh, he's going to be on them. And they'll be a carrier too. I'm trying to tell you, God saw you.
condition and he still had a need of you. He still had a desire to set and rest upon you. See, mama got, he got on mama first. Wasn't very long, he got on baby colt. Single mama. That's the way the Lord gave it to me. Y'all might not believe that, but that's the way he gave it to me. Shut up. You ain't preaching I am. Amen. Of course, you know where my mind goes. Been talking about her. Them old raghead snotty nosed kids of hers. But you know what they're seeing? They ain't never seen. Shelby, I need a donkey. Come here. Undo your tie. I'll tie it back for you. Come here. You're going to be my donkey. Get on all fours. Open your mouth. Go. That's what, that's what the baby donkey got to see. Mom and Daddy, when you're getting up on Sunday morning, you may feel like you're not doing much, just riding a jackass. That's what he is. Y'all with me? Oh. Stay, stay put, donkey. I'll beat the far out of you. How many times you get up on Sunday morning and that's about what you feel like you're doing? You ain't doing no good. How you doing? Just being an old donkey? You're carrying a load. How many of y'all, listen to me now, I'm preaching. How many of y'all came in here this morning, bowed down, bowed over with a load on you? This is all you felt like. Turn to the left, donkey. Let's go back. This is, go, go back that way. Ha, go. Are you listening? This is just as important as you felt. You're snow donkey. But look, now I'm not Jesus, but in the story it's Jesus. Ho, donkey. Ain't nobody noticing you. You're just an old donkey. But every time you get up on Sunday morning, they look up and there's something sitting on you. <laughs> well, glory. One more time. Ho, donkey. You're just going carrying the load one more time. One more time. Oh, donkey. Are you listening to me? What's our job? I don't know about y'all, but that looks like a pretty good position to be a Christian to me. Everybody wants to be proud standing up like a peacock. You say, oh, I'm just bowed over and I ain't a nothing. I ain't a doing nothing. I'm so weighed down, burdened down. I can't do nothing but what? What you don't realize is people's watching you. And thank God they don't see you, but they see who's on you tonight. Hallelujah. And if that's all God ever let me be, just an old donkey. One of these days I'm going to my grave. And if that's all they can say about me. <laughs> And for years and years and years, that old preacher just carried the load. Yeah. 
You know what mamas and daddies, what them babies are going to see you do? Oh, donkey. They're going to see you tote Jesus around. You never get much praise, glory, thanks. But they know they can go back in their life and say, boy, I remember when mom and daddy went through a storm. Somehow or another, they come out of that thing shouting. I remember when they got that bad bill of health. I remember we didn't have no groceries. There's something to that Jesus toting. Come on, somebody. There's something to just walking on. Glory to God. There's something to just getting under the yoke one more time and saying, I can't do much, but Lord, I'm going to carry you one more day. I'm going to go one more mile. I'm going to carry one more load. I'm trying my best to tell you it's not about us know-how. May we just carry Christ this morning. That's all we ever get. Boy, it's a good position to be in. Bowed down. Saying, Lord, I ain't got much to offer, but one thing I can do is keep carrying you. When he rode in Jerusalem, they wasn't praising the donkey. Know what they was crying? Hosanna. Oh, I'm talking about the multitude, the ones that a week later is going to cry crucifying. But on this day, they're crying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. They're taking their coats off and they're throwing it down. And they're saying, we don't listen to me. When you get Jesus on you, you better hear me this morning. There's a covering that comes with that. You know what they was doing? They was taking their coats off. And they said, if he's going to ride that donkey, one thing's for sure we're going to throw our coats in them palm trees these babies is God why? to keep that donkey from getting the filth of the world on him the Bible said and they throw the clothes over the back of the donkey there was a covering may I say you'll never be a carrier until you get covered but once you get covered looky here there wasn't no filth off that donkey God on Jesus are you with me? Yeah. But there was no more filth on that world that got on the donkey. Mm, glory to God. The path, the path was paved because who was sitting on him? I'm talking about Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. That's why he picked a little old donkey. If he'd had a big majestic horse, you know there was a horseman in the multitude that day. He'd had a comment on that beautiful horse. Yeah. Ain't nobody cared about a neighing donkey. Ain't nobody cared about Eeyore. No. Are you with me? Man. But one did. Oh, yeah. You better listen to me this morning. Nobody cares about me. You might be right. That's hard to think. But you might be right. You may really have, outside of, you know, the church, the church cares for everybody, should. But outside of this place, nobody cares for me. You might be right. But I can tell you one that does. Come here, donkey. Come over here. Back it up. That's whole donkey. You know why he found that donkey? This is how I found him. I'm about to make a noose. Got 
Here's how he found it. Even when he was tied up, Jesus looked at that donkey and said, that right there, that'll do. Listen to me. Not only is he bound, but he's never been broke. The Bible said no man had ever sat on him. Let me tell you something about a donkey that ain't never been broke. They'll kill you. You hop on the back of a donkey that ain't never been broke and sees what happens to you, neighbor. They're going to buck you and kick you and paw you and bite you. They're wild. What Job call us? They're wild ass. Can I tell y'all, I don't care how conservative you were, liberal you were, I don't care if you're black, white, red, green, or yellow. Before you got saved, they said two things for certain that you were. Number one, you were bound. And number two, you'd never been broke. In other words, you were restricted and you were rebellious. You know what an unbroke mule is? Rebellious as living hell. They want to kill you. I'm not making this up. They want to kill you. Again, I'm not a horse man or a donkey man. But if I was to go buy me a donkey, first question I'm asking is, Sir, is that thing broke? Now, I had to research all this because I'm not a cowboy or a farmer. But there's two different kinds of breaking. Some people tell you, yeah, it's broke. But what they mean by that is it's green broke. You know what green broke is? That means it might let you sit on it. But if you start riding that thing and a train comes by or a car honks their horn or a dog barks or a squirrel jumps out of the tree, it may flip out. That's green broke. It's spooky. You know what the other term is though? Is that, is that donkey broke? My next question would be, is it green broke? Look here. Or dead broke? You know what dead broke means? Whatever it wants to do. Whatever you want to do, it ain't going to buck. It ain't going to back out. It ain't going to go nuts. A car can go by. You can shoot a gun over its head and kill a squirrel out of a tree. And it's going to stay stable. It's going to stay put. It's got structure and stability. You can trust it to carry the load. Listen to me. There's a whole lot of Christians. My friend, God came by and He unbound them. And He's tried to break them. But let me tell you something about breaking a donkey. Come on, donkey. It requires suffering. You know what I'd have to do to break this donkey? I'd have to kick his ribs in and whip his tail with a whip and pull them bits to where his jaws felt like they's going to break. I'd have to train him and through the training suffering and suffering and suffering. But last I checked, my Bible said, Paul said, I die daily. In other words, he got dead broke to carry Christ. There's a whole lot of Christians they get green broke, but every time the wind blows the wrong way, rear up, donkey. You got to do better than that. Go, yeah. And you know what God, you know what God has to do? You know what God uses a pastor to do? Some of y'all don't like this, but they come in and the pastor's got to go. 
Why is he beating up on me? Because you're green broke. My God in heaven. I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost. You're green broke. God wants you dead broke. Because every time something changes or the wind shifts a different direction or an obstacle gets brought into your life or something unexpected blows up, you go back to being a wild ass. But God wants you to be dead broke so you can carry Him and you can be stable. But every time He tries to correct you, Every time he tries to correct you, you get mad. You buck up. And then the trouble goes away and you're right back doing all right till it blows up again. There you go to acting like a wild ass again. Because you'll never let God dead break you. Because you rebel in the green breaking process. You won't never let God dead break you. But that's his will. Is for us to die to ourselves. You know what a donkey's got to do to be dead broke? He's got to kill his thoughts. He's got to kill his wants. He's got to kill his reactions. I'd say as a donkey, it's probably a natural reaction to buck if a train's going right down the railroad beside you and honks the horn. That's what I'd do. But God says, the master of that donkey says, I don't care what your natural reaction is, you're going to be calm. Because donkey, here's how they get calm. How are you going to calm down, quit letting everything rear you up and blow you out of sorts? You've got to realize, when you think you've got control, you don't. But he does. See, this donkey panics. But what that donkey comes to realize, I might be tore up, but my master's not. Glory to God. Somebody help me shout. My master's not panicked and he's in control of me. You don't know why you can't ever get past the green book? Because you still want to control some things. But God's trying his dead level best to get you to throw down. That's why he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, if you'd just take your hands off and say, all right, Lord, it's all you, so whatever you want to do, things would not get harder. They'd get much easier. But you just green broke. Isn't it amazing? Thank you, Brother Shelby. You have been a very obedient donkey. And I thank you. Isn't it amazing this morning that God's seen all we are? Zechariah prophesied about this wild ass. Stay with me now. Yeah, man. He prophesied about this crazy thing. 500 years. 500 years before Jesus would ever sit on its back. God seen that donkey. He's seen you, Shelby. In all your wildness and wickedness. <laughs> hey, wild. now here's your outline, boys. Somebody needs to preach this, or I'm going to. He's seen us in that donkey. You find wildness. You find, uh, what did I say before that? Weakness? Wickedness and weakness. Three things. Wildness, wickedness, weakness. And he still said, yep, that's the one I want. Go get him. Could that donkey have ever made it to Jesus by itself? Oh, and I couldn't get to him. 
he came looking for me. His desire. How long have I been preaching? That's what you got in your hand. Not only did he. Why should we carry him for his desire? Because God saw us. But listen here. I, I ain't going to get done with this probably. But we ought to carry him. Not only for his desire that he saw us. But his deliverance. He set us free. His deliverance. He set us free. In verse number 2 through verse number 4, you'll find not only was this cult, uh, did this cult live restricted and rebellious. Restricted. Why? It was tied up. You remember that, don't you? Rebellious because it never been broke. But it resided in ruin. Look where it's tied up at. Read that for me, Brother Shelby. Find it right there. Mark 11. I don't know what verse it is. Right off. Yes. Whereupon that man, man said, Loose him and bring him. Now. Hold on. Yeah, the door. Look here, verse 4. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without. Now, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to know this. Jesus is what? John chapter number 10, he said, I am the door. And those who enter in, and they go to and fro, and they shall find pasture. Verse number 9, I think it is. Now, the colt is tied up, so he's restricted. He's never been broke, so he's rebellious. But here he is residing in ruin. He is tied up. I told you, donkey ain't made to be tied up. They're made to work. They're made to pull, plow, and pack a load. They're a burden bearer. That's what they are. It's what you and I are supposed to be. Burden bearers. See, the world can't take their burdens, but we're not like the world. Because somebody else is in control of our life. Why should we be able to carry the burdens? Because of who's sitting on our back. He's got the reins. He's in charge. He ain't going to hurt you. And when you can't bear it, he'll help. He's restricted, rebellious, but here he is residing in ruin. He's tied by the door. Hey, the Bible said this too. Look here. Where two ways met. I'm not a Bible scholar. But I can tell you something about a crossroads. Are you ready? There's always a cross at a crossroads. Some of y'all's at a crossroads right now about some things in your life. Am I going to stay or am I going to go? Am I going to live right or am I just going to pretend? Am I going to do this or am I going to do that? Am I going to be faithful or am I going to be a fake? But I'm going to tell you something. You're at the crossroads, but if you look long enough, what you'll see at that crossroads, God has built you a cross. My friend, where two ways meet, thank God there's a door to the right way. I am the door. He said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the door. He's also the way. You know every time you're about to make a wrong turn, the right turn's right there beside you? 
Have you ever thought like that? Every time you're faced with a crossroads and a decision, you can go the wrong way or you can go the right way. Isn't it amazing that God will never lead you to where it's a wrong way and a wrong way? There's always a wrong way and a right way. You know what unsaved people do? They look at that door. What's through that door? Jesus said, I've come that you might have. There is no life being restricted, rebellious, and residing in ruin. You know what you find in this, in this, in these three things? Let me, let me tell it to you. I'm hurrying. You know what you'll find when he's delivered? We're preaching on deliverance. God set him free. He's delivered from his stronghold. He found liberty. That's his restriction. He's delivered from his sin and his rebellion. You know what he found? Listen, this is good stuff. He found leadership. He's delivered from his situation. He stood without by the door. You know what he found? He found love. You know what being tied up by the door told that donkey? Nobody cares about you. You're not being used. But Jesus said, I've got need. Bring him to me. You know what that donkey found out? Somebody loves me. He was tied up. He would never been broke. He was rebellious. You know what he found out when Jesus sat on him? He was broke. He found leadership. Hey, let me tell you something about rebellious people. They're not all rebellious to leadership. Some of them's rebellious because of the lack thereof. Are y'all following me? Some people are simply rebellious because they don't have somebody to lead them. I've heard this statement. Brother Shelby's made it. I've never been the, the kind to submit. I've never been able to do that. It's an act of God that I can submit to God, submit to my pastor. Let me tell you the difference. You've got a leader now. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about the one that's on you. That's why you can do things you've never done because he's never... Listen, before you got saved, you was a wild ass. But when he sat on you and you wanted to go left, he said, nope. You wanted to go right, he said, nope. You wanted to rear up, he said, nope. You know what rebellious people need? Leadership. This donkey found out he really was loved and there was somebody to lead him. And he also found liberty, freedom, because he was loosed. You know what you're doing if you're unsaved today? You're tied up right by the door. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He wants you to open it so bad he's knocking on his own door. If any man will open the door, I will come in. Sup with him and he with me. You can hear the knock. You've heard it a thousand times. You're tied up. You're bound. You've never been broke. You're restricted. You're in rebellion. And you're residing in ruin. And the answer is right beside you going. You know what sinners do? They hear the knock. They see their condition. Well, nobody loves me. 
Nobody has a use for me. Nobody is leading me. I'm living my own life, doing the best I can. I don't have liberty. So I think I'll just let them knock and I'll stay tied up and never do nothing. Never go nowhere. Never accomplish anything. I'll just stay put right here. And the one that loves you. He said, you're at a crossroads. But I want you to know something, honey. At your crossroads, there's a cross. And there's a door. How many of y'all are thankful you walked through that door? Thirdly, and I'm done. Boy, I got so much I could preach. I, I, I could. But I'm, I'm going to finish it this morning because I never do. My, my, my. Why should we carry Christ? For His deity. Because He allows us to serve Him. That's why. We ought to serve Him this morning. We ought to carry Christ for His desire. He saw us. For His deliverance. He set us free. But thirdly, His deity he allows us to serve Him. Verses number 8 through 10. You know what you find? Read it with me. Y'all still okay, ain't you? Mark chapter 11. I'm going to show you a few quick things and Shout and pray and go home and go eat. Look at verse 8. Mark 11, 8. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before, and they that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna. Now, those who went before Christ, Hosanna. Those who come after Christ, Hosanna. Look here. Saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our God or of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest. Now, we ought to carry him for his deity. Can I say this? The word Hosanna, they did not notice the donkey because the deity of Christ, Hosanna. You know what deity is, don't you? Supreme power. The supreme power, the supreme being of Jesus. Why should we carry him? Because of who he is. He's Hosanna. Did you know Hosanna is originally a cry for help? It means to save. It's a plea to save now. But then it's turned into a cry of happiness. It means save now. You know what you did? When you was a donkey, you had to cry out on his name. And it was a cry, a pleading, asking God to save. Save now. But after he's saved, you're still crying out on his name. You know what it means? You're no longer asking saved now. You're saying saved now. Yeah. Well, that ought to help somebody besides me. The same name that you said saved now. Now you're saying the same name. And it means I'm saved now. Before Hosanna. After Hosanna. They all cried Hosanna. The deity of Christ. There's two different groups crying there. I ain't got time to preach all that. But let me say this. There's been great men, women, great Christians in the faith before us. You know what they're crying? Hosanna. Yeah. You know what we're crying? Hosanna. You know what we're going to be crying when he raptures us? Hosanna. You know what they're crying in heaven right now? Hosanna. 
Glory to God in the highest. Listen, I begin to think about that. You find right here uh, in Mark's gospel in verse number uh, verse number eight, uh, uh, verse number eight or verse number ten. Excuse me. Look at the latter part of verse number ten. They cry, Hosanna in the highest. Sounds familiar to me, don't it? You, you know, in Luke's gospel, he records the birth of Christ. Luke chapter number 2 verse number 13 and 14 here's what the Bible said and there was a heavenly host crying saying glory to God in the highest now notice on earth peace and goodwill toward men so you know what they were saying Hosanna for glory to God in the highest when he was born he brought peace to earth but you'll find this same story the cult and Christ in Luke's gospel in Luke chapter number 19 and in Luke's record they did not just cry Hosanna. The same story. But they cried this. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. As, as Mark records. But Luke says in verse, nine, uh, verse 38. Chapter number 19. Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven. Just look with me. Luke 19. It ain't far. So you know what I'm saying. Luke 19. 38. Same story. Just in Luke's account. Is everybody okay? I'm hurrying. We're still on schedule. Luke 19, 38. If you're there, say amen. Same story. Everybody see that? Verse 34, the Lord hath need of him. Verse 35, they brought uh, him to Jesus, cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as, and as he went, they spread their clothes in the ways. Everybody see all that? Look at verse 38. He's come in praising. They've come in. He's come in. They're praising him and all that. Verse 38. Here's what they're saying. Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven. And glory in the highest. So they're crying Hosanna. Glory to God in the highest at his birth. Because when he was born. Look here brother John. At his birth he brought peace to the earth. What's this? What's taking place right here? He's on his way to Calvary. Somebody, oh deacon, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna start giving you a pellet gun to shoot people. He brought peace, brother Caleb, in his birth to earth, because they cried, saying, "Peace on earth, Lord of God, highest peace on earth and goodwill toward men." That's us. He came to earth with goodwill toward men to save us from our sins. But here he is on the way to cross. He's already brought peace to earth. Now he's fixing to die for the sins of mankind and be buried. You know what the Bible said there was peace in? Mm, I feel the Lord on that. When he's born, he brought peace to earth. But when he dies, glory to God, it pleased the Father. When they bruised him, it brought peace to heaven. I don't know about y'all, but between them two pieces, between the peace on earth in his birth and the peace in heaven at his death, I've got a glory boatload full of peace in my heart because I'm just an old donkey. I say hallelujah, glory to God in the highest. Not only do we see the deity of Christ, they're crying Hosanna, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth at his birth, and he brings peace to heaven at his burial. And glory to God in the highest. He brought peace when he came, he brought peace when he left. But can I say this? Look with me again in Mark's gospel, Mark 11. Boy, this Bible's amazing. I'm done. 
right here. Look at Mark 11, verse 10. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh. That don't mean it's came. Look here. It means it's coming. Does everybody agree? It's coming. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Whose throne is he sitting on when he comes back? So they're crying. 